Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 21. We're recording this on a beautiful Thursday morning. It's actually kind of gloomy here in New York, but we thank you for tuning in. So wherever you're tuning in, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review this podcast. Today, we'll do another stock market lesson and talk about the yield curve inversion, what it means, what it could possibly mean, why people look at it as an indicator, of course, we'll do our current updates and current events, the plenty going on this week. So before we get into it, make sure you do those things. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoy this week's episode. All right. First and foremost, market update of the week. Over the past five days, SP 500 SPY ETF has given a return of about 1%. Uh, this morning, the futures... Um, and pre-market trading, we're up slightly. Um, it's been a mute point. There isn't much data. There isn't much company earnings. It's kind of quiet in the overall stock market landscape. There was one couple big things that happened. We'll talk about with the yield curve inversion, yield curve inversion, and um, that's about really it. It's been a quiet past few days this week in the market. So that bodes, I think that goes well. I think sometimes you need quiet times for investors to assess. Crypto markets are actually interesting because they're still kind of volatile. We're seeing an unwinding of the leverage positions for a lot of the companies that were super leveraged. 3AC, this hedge fund, venture fund, crypto has dissolved. You saw that Voyager is going bankrupt as well. And they borrowed a lot of money to um, 3AC. So Crypto markets, Bitcoin sitting around 20,000 right now um, and has not moved much over the past five days, um, maybe slightly up. Um, it was sitting around 19,000 five days ago, so slightly up for the cryptocurrency markets. Um, so yeah, a lot going on. If we move into current events, news and current events, um, interesting enough, interestingly enough, there's some stuff going on in the UK. Uh, I know most of our listeners are domestic, but there might be there are some abroad. I know there's some in plenty of different countries. Shout out to our UK listeners. But the UK Prime Minister, um, there's been a lot of people resigning, a lot of British lawmakers resigning in the last 24 hours. Um, there was 20, as the count that I saw on Twitter most recently was about 48 people. Um, I think they're a little bit... Um, angry. They're urging the British Prime Minister to step aside because um, they're not happy with the way the government's being run. So a lot of lawmakers have resigned um, in protest of the government right now over in the UK. And they're wanting Boris Johnson, who's the UK Prime Minister, to resign. They're urging him. They're pretty much saying, you need to leave. And I got it as of this morning, there's a tweet that came in that he is resigning, which is actually big news. I think I don't know how long he's been the prime minister, but as long as I've known anything about what's going on over there, he has been the prime minister. Um, and so that's interesting news, and we'll see how that shakes out. Gossipy news. I don't know why this is important, but everyone's talking about it because it has a big name attached to it. Elon Musk, he has secretly had twins last year with one of his top executives in his company, Neuralink. Business Insider reported that Musk, he's pretty much saying that there's a population collapse. So he's doing his part to keep the world population going. He has nine known children. They made sure to emphasize known because who knows if he has others. 
But one of his top executives, Siobhan Zillis, he had twins with last year. And no one knew about it until now. That's a file some paperwork to change names and then someone found out. But they found out that Elon Musk has twins. Um, and, and yeah, he's doing his job. As he said, we have a population issue and he's doing his job to increase the population, to keep this world populated. In other news, Subway's menu, Subway, Subway's menu got a redesign. Along with the redesign, they're giving away a 1 million six inch subs. I don't know if any of you that still eat at Subway, I still do, I like it. Subway chicken, sweet onion chicken teriyaki sandwich, one of my staples. And they're redesigning everything. They're redesigning their menu. I don't know why this is huge news. It must just be the fact that they haven't done it in so long. They haven't done that in so long. And they're doing it. They're redesigning the menu. Big M&A news, folks. Big M&A news. Disney um, is approaching a 2024 deadline to buy Comcast's 33% stake. So Disney um, have a Hulu problem. Um, in, in 2019, uh, they struck a, an unusual agreement with Comcast. Um, Disney had acquired Fox 30%, 30% stake in Hulu as part of the $71 billion acquisition, giving it a majority stake in the streaming service. And now Comcast chief executive Brian Roberts is in an odd position because Comcast owned the other 30% of Hulu. Um, and Roberts thought the value of Hulu would increase as the world shifted to streaming vis- video, but he didn't want or need a passive stake. Um, and now, so then Bob Iger struck a deal to temporarily save Disney billions after splurging on Fox. And so, you know, now Comcast can force Disney to buy its 30% of Hulu at a total valuation of $27.5 billion. So this is interesting news, interesting M&A news going down the pipeline right now. Interesting M&A news going down the pipe. So much in the news today. It's been quiet, um, rather quiet, but we're seeing a little bit in business news. Definitely love to talk about it. We have a feel-good story, a feel-good story of the week. So go, GoFundMe donations have topped 300000 for a Burger King worker who, after never missing a day of work for 27 years, was given a drawstring backpack, a movie ticket, and a few other knickknacks as a thank you present by Mashman. Yo, that's wild. Imagine 23 years, 27 years of service, never missing a day. How do you never miss a day? Are, do you never get sick? I was sick yesterday. 24-hour bug in my stomach. I was throwing up. Dizzy, nauseous, but I'm back at it. I'm one of the hardest workers I know. And I even miss a day every once in a while. But this dude, after his hard work of service, imagine said, here you go. That's that's what corporate is. But good things are the people on social media were able to give him $300,000. A nice nest egg for him to go off into the sunset with um, after paying taxes, maybe roughly $170, $150. Who knows? But at least it's still something. Rather than what management did, the people of social media stepped up and did a lot more. What did everybody do 4th of July? Mine was really chill, really relaxing. But guess what Joey Chestnut did? He consumed 63 hot dogs in 10 minutes. 
and kept his title, the 15-year victory of the Nathan's Famous 4th of July hot dogging contest. He had a ruptured tendon in his leg, and he had to put down a protester who roughed the stage, and he still won. This guy's out of his mind. This guy's crazy. Joey Chestnut did it again, and he put down a protester. He did a chokehold on a protester that rushed the, rushed the stage, and he won by a 20-dog margin of victory. Wow, that is incredible. That is incredible. Well, that's it. It was a quiet 4th of July news day. Let's go into the roundtable and discuss stock market lessons, yield curve inversion. All right, so the one big thing in the news um, market-wise and just in general this week was the yield curve inversion, the yield curve inversion. So backing up, what are we talking about when we're talking about the yield curve inversion? Um, Basically, we're talking about the bond market. And of course, for those that may or may not know, the bond market is where you lend money to a person, company, institution, and they give you an interest rate in return. Um, and usually you see the longer you lend the money, usually it's at increments of five, it could be one, five, 10, 15, 20 years increments that you lend money. Usually depending on the credit quality of the company, the credit profile, the company and institution, the longer you lend the money to them before you get your principal back, the higher the rate of return interest that you get on your money in those semi-annual payments. That's what you normally see. And so a yield curve plot those different interest rates over a different period of time. So five year, 10 year, 15 year, and it has a kind of slope to it that is usually upward. But when it's downward or it's inverted, that is usually in sometimes the bond market flashing a warning light of the economy. So that's a key recession indicator, a key indicator that market pros and investors like to watch is the treasury yield curve. Remember, the yield curve plots the interest rates that buyers of government bonds get when they lend their money over various periods of time. So again, usually the longer you loan out your money, the higher the rate you would get, and the shorter duration, the lower rates. But that was not what was happening on Tuesday, uh, midday. The two-year treasury yield was at 2.792%. Again, the two-year treasury yield was a rate or interest rate of 2.792, which of course is above, was above the 10-year yield of 2.789%. So that two-year was higher than the 10, so that inversion, that yield curve inversion um, occurred. And usually a lot of people like to bring it up because it's been a fairly reliable indicator of recession or economic downturns or contractions in the past half century. The timing, TBD, but people have used that as an indicator in the past. So some market experts think it's helpful to look at it. And some people think that the Fed may be battling to, of course, the Fed is battling suppressed prices. Inflation's out of control. When are we going to peak? When are things going to slow down? Or, you know, when are prices going to rein themselves in with the Fed's help? is a big question. And so maybe that's what investors in the bond market are seeing. Um, but it is something to be noted. Or some people think it's inverting because inflation is peaking. And now we have that inversion occurring because they believe inflation is peaking. But to be seen, but it's an indicator that we're all watching because it gives us a tell into what the bond market, which is sometimes 
an earlier indicator than the equities market because it's a talented what the bond market is seeing with that inversion. Um, and so it's a fairly, fairly interesting tell there for us. And in real time, just looking looking at it, we're not inverted currently, um, but I'm just giving a look at the at where we sit, but it's still slim margins on the on the yield curve, very slim. So yeah, it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson for us all to understand that, learn it, know it. Um, and as we move into the next week, the 4th of July weekend, make sure everyone stays safe, enjoying this beautiful summer. We'll talk to you next week.